Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this new edition of Mind Podcast. This is Adit Kapadia and together with me is Sunanda Vashisht. Um, we are very happy, we, we are very happy to be joined by uh, um, author, columnist, um, uh, uh, Hindol Sen Gupta. He's written nine books. He is, uh, he's a scholar at Oxford right now. He's, he's been a young uh, global leader uh, uh, according to, uh, as uh, appointed by World Economic Forum. And I mean, his resume goes on and on. He's a Knight Bagot Fellow at the Columbia University. And Hindol, I'm running out of words and lines to talk about you. The only thing I was going to say is the only thing longer than um, Hindol's resume is the number of books he has written. <laughs> so Hi, Hindol. resume that matters is that I'm your friend. Yes. Oh, thank you so much, yes. Hindol. And I am delighted to have you. You're my friend. Yes. I'm delighted to have you on the podcast again. Thank you. It's always you a so delight. So and... Uh, um, always very nice to talk to you. Yes, always it's just very so happy. I have to apologize to my um, uh, listeners today. My throat is a bit raspy hmm. and um, I, I probably wouldn't have even shown up for this podcast. But when Hindol is on the podcast, how can I say no? Exactly. So I had to so be here. Sweet. So, um, so apologize for my voice, but the content will be as good as it comes. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. So so without further ado, Hindol, I think the reason why we wanted to do a special sort of midweek podcast with Hindol, we, we are doing an end of the week news of the week podcast that we do but this one specifically we want to talk about Hindu's latest book which is The Man Who Saved India it's of Sardar Patel and his idea of India right so um, let's start by uh, talking what 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 motivated you to write this book Hindul and what does Sardar Patel and his idea of India mean to you especially in the contemporary context yeah that's a very good question Adit thank you uh I want to begin by saying that, you know, the contemporary idea of nations, Mm. as you know, is being challenged around the world from the hard left and the hard right. Mm. But if you really think about it, a nation is one of the most primary identities we have. I often like to joke in my lectures that nobody likes to talk about, you know, being part of a nation. Everybody likes to talk about being a global citizen. Until you lose your passport in a foreign country, you know, <laughs> then suddenly yes. everybody remembers that they are part of a nation. And I think for India, especially for post-colonial countries, which have gone through the trauma of colonialization, hmm. um, it's very important to remember where we come from and what colonialism did to us. Exactly. Right. And unless we remember, and by with Sadar Patel, I think we have an opportunity to remember it cartographically, mm. literally the map of India would not have existed without Sadar Vallabhai Patel. Mm. Uh, unless we remember that and every subsequent generation reminds themselves of that and that idea and the price that was paid to ensure that this cartographic imagination came into being. If we don't remind ourselves with every generation, then we will lose it. And we are in the danger of losing it. As you know, in India, once again, all this talk about how the South is different from the rest of the country has begun. You know, all these extremely dangerous, nefarious ideas constantly are within us. They Mm. exist, you know, in amidst us. As you know, until a few years ago, almost, you know, one third of India was under Maoist control. Right. Mm. It seemed like a large portion would go out of government control. Mm -hmm. So these are real things. These are not imaginary things. Mm. And therefore, to reimagine and re-understand somebody like Vallabhai Patel, who truly is the man who put India together as it was geographically. 
Mm-hmm. Right in 1947, to remember him is very, very important, and I think a great disservice had been done to him because we forgot his legacy. Yeah. So, so before before Sunanda comes in, I just have to add one point. Right, what is I think the most incredible part about Vallabhai Patel that I feel, and uh, having grown up uh, in a state which thankfully hasn't forgotten Sardar Vallabhai Patel like other states of India. No, actually, Hindol. After reading the book, I was actually surprised. Hindol will not agree with you, but when we do a deep dive in the no, book, we'll we, talk about I'll that. I'll talk about. and i have a slight disagreement on, will, on certain yeah. points but we'll anyways we we'll do a deep dive no but i'll tell you why i think what separated vallabhai patel from a lot of his contemporaries in in terms of this nation building why his he had a foresight to see problems that could occur if certain princely states and certain things were not incre- integrated fully into india and those problems we are still facing in some parts which he foresaw almost 60 years 70 years ago right and that is the most incredible part about him that to have that foresight he i mean people forget he only lived 3 years after india's independence yeah. he passed away in 1950 and that's that was what was i think separated. no he was a visionary that's yeah. that's for sure um i before i get into uh, the book which i want to do pretty soon i just have this one question that was uh, sort of uh, not nagging me but niggling me at this point hindol is that before this you wrote about guru gobind singh and that was another phenomenal yeah. book that i just absolutely loved and now i love this thank one you, thank you very much and i was thinking yeah. that your uh, uncanny knack of picking up both these i don't know what your next um, uh, you know project is of picking up this both these people is very interesting because guru gobind singh also today is remembered for if not for all the wrong reasons but not entirely for all the right reasons my generation does not know and my generation is your generation our yeah. generation does not know of guru gobind singh as the huge yeah. warrior he was and you bring out that point you bring out yes. that point and with uh, patel our generation somehow thinks of him as a right winger in a congress in a center left party and that is also not the right doesn't think of him as a pragmatist and you bring him out as that so i think this yeah, is phenomenal my book mentions sunanda i mean gandhi patel and rajendra prasad when the left wing rose in the congress party mm. Gandhi Patel and Rajendra Prasad were astounded that they were being called rightists and mm. they challenged that notion mm. by saying what does this really even mean yeah right i mean these are just labels, labels. that the left flings at people right yeah. and and which have no basis surely your self identity mm. must be a part of your identity yeah. it can't just be a label that is stuck on you you know mm. i said this in in a, in a in a video that went viral later at the uh, a couple of years ago at the india foundation uh, uh, event in goa Uh, the india ideas conclave that my identity cannot just be a label somebody else puts on me mm. how ridiculous is that yeah, right yeah. surely i have agency to my own identity yeah. right and and you know the hard left refuses to give people the agency to their own identity yeah. you know i can't be what other people who says sardar patel is right wing exactly. according to who exactly. you know according to who Who, yeah. I mean, who no, and this? and what is the benchmark for that also? Yeah. What is who exactly. is a centrist? Who is a left winger? Who is a right winger? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And Sadar Patel is left winger according to who? The people who were sending people to Russia at the time of our independence movement to take you know advice from Russia on what to do in India mm. to the people yeah. who still even today 
even today the same people their progeny so to speak the ideological progeny in india mm. will not say a single word against china yeah. will not denounce the concentration camps in the in the uigur uh, were filled with the uigur uh, in in china mm. will not say a single word against the man who's been jailed for writing about homosexuality in yeah. china mm. the same people who paste labels on everybody Hmm. Exactly. No, no. How long will we tolerate such nonsense? I know. Absolutely. So, le- getting into the book, I thought the introduction was most poignantly written. Hmm. I mean, I had tears in my eyes because this is where, for the benefit of our uh, listeners, um, Hindol talks about <coughs> going to Sadar Patel's village for the first hmm. time, and there is this very interesting, very poignant moment that you describe that there is a statue of Bapu. and then there is statue of patel mm. and you there is a line where you say and i i have the book right in front of me and but i'm i'm just uh, paraphrasing i'm not quoting you say that even in his own house in his hometown it's almost yeah. as if patel is fighting for overshadowed and fighting for yeah. a second place on his street yeah and yeah, yeah, i'm not saying that patel would mind that because after all he was very very close to bapu as even in your book sure. it comes out he yeah. loved him he was yeah. his mentor i mean he gave a prime ministership prime for minister bapu. bapu no no not just yeah. that he gave up a lot more for that no no but i'm even, saying even, like even that no yeah. no the fact that patel even came into public life was because of bapu because of bapu yeah, yeah. so yeah. that is there but i'm not saying patel would have said anything but what 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 just uh, dug my hearts was that even in his own home even in his own home state yeah it's uh, it's, it's he it's an afterthought why do you think that happened yeah i'll tell you um let me give you the very frank and honest and i've never said this before on any platform but today i think i'm irritated and agitated <laughs> by some of the things in the last couple of days so i will say it and i'm in the you know a bit of a sort of annoyed mood so i will be we love that yeah you know i'll be blunt and honest you get the best I'll out of you why that is because we came until say you know last couple of years we were at a point in india's political history where it was cool only to embrace gandhi Yeah. You see, everybody could own Gandhi. Mm. No matter which political party you were, you could own Gandhi because it was politically correct to own Gandhi. But you could not touch Sardar Patel because clearly he was quote unquote rightist, which is total bullshit. Yes, I don't know whether you can say bullshit on your podcast. Oh, you no, can no, say anything. Can. You can say anything. <laughs> I mean, it's total bullshit, right? It's only <clears throat> now that we are. you know revisiting patel's contribution mm-hmm. which is why he became an afterthought even in the street where his own uh, lies right yeah. because mm-hmm. there is obviously a big you know like bust of gandhi on that yeah. street which is the major thing yeah. because everybody wants a piece of gandhi mm-hmm. right because it's sort of you know gandhi is the whitewash that washes away all your sins right mm-hmm. so then if you embrace gandhi then everybody feels cool Hmm. But we want to. I mean, that's the thing. But without Patel, there would be no India. Yeah. No, but so I, that transformation, I think, has begun. But you know, so, so, this is what I just want to push this point a, a bit. This must have so, been a design, then. No, so that's what it I'm going to. It was a design. No, that's what I'm coming to, right? Because that, that's why I said that I agree with your point about Gandhi being over overshadowed. I mean, Patel being overshadowed by Gandhi even in Gujarat. But I'll tell you, growing up in Gujarat, one thing I did see was that in the last few years or something, especially in some cities and stuff, we see we saw a lot more emphasis on Patel that was not there earlier. Okay, and I'm not talking about right now because. Um, 
I'm talking even before like late Pre-Modi, 90s early yeah. early Pre-Modi, 2000 yeah. and stuff like that but i think what what was different was you still had a generation being brought up where gandhi was hailed differently than patel reading certain textbooks which were written certainly and so forth i mean you uh, don't correct me if i'm wrong if you open up a school textbook of a ninth grader or a 10th grader how much how much things are written about what sardar did to unite the 560 um, odd princely states very few very few things nothing 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 maybe at all in gujarat a little bit maybe but no it's gujarat just a passing a mention bit. yeah and yeah went in gujarat a little bit but if say in gujarat there are some few chapters maybe on him i'm just saying hypothetically mm. everywhere else it's a couple of lines no there are no few chapters there was half a chapter on him that, that's what i remember There you are. It. You're from Gujarat, so you would know. Yeah. In Bengal, nothing. We learned nothing about Patel. In most parts of India, nothing. No. In Delhi, in Patel. Delhi, I learned nothing and, about and Patel either. In CBSC and CRT books, yeah, I learned about half a paragraph. No. So that's what I'm saying. So you are. You so are. You are. Gujarat with CBSC. I went to ICSE in Calcutta. Yeah. Nothing about. Patel. No. So, so that's that's what I'm saying, and I'll complete my point and let Hindol come in. I that, want to come okay, in. Okay. Ha. You come in, and then Hindol. There is a generation of Indians being brought up in their in their. Psyche, Sardar is not as great as he should have been. Yeah. Okay, so they never question why Gandhi is given more importance than Patel, or why are they not given equal mm-hmm. importance? Because it's not a competition. Yeah. What people are saying, and the first and foremost thing, man, the guy who united India gets a Bharat Ratna forty years after he died. Forty years. I know that's amazing. But I want to bring in another very important point, and I know Hindol will agree with this. How does anybody become mainstream? How does anybody become a part of your, uh, you know, waking consciousness when they become part of your culture and when they become part of your uh, media, you know, uh, so to speak, uh, popular popular imagination? So when other than I have done this experiment, I was speaking uh, on Patel last year on his anniversary at the consulate, and I did this experiment. I could not find one popular song I could not find one popular bhajan I could not point one popular book that was written about Patel Leave. I I mean forget about I mean there are lines like and I'm not grudging anybody so there is a line dedi hame azadi bina khad ke bina dal that's so everyone knows that right our generation and then there is a line in that which says फूलों की सेज छोड़े छोड़ भागे जवाहरलाल साबरमती के संत तूने कर दिया कमाल एंड आई वॉज लाइक फूलों की सेज डिड पटेल नॉट लीव हिज रोरिंग प्रैक्टिस वॉट इज लॉट मोर टू लूज ही इज नॉट द ओनली वन टू हैव लेफ्ट फूलों की सेज The Nehru wealth remains till the end. I yes, mean, you know, Dhanan Bhavan remained. It remains even till today. Mm. Yes, you know, the 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 wealth was never given away. What nonsense! Yeah, right. I mean, this is just and and I don't begrudge any. Like you said, I mean, I don't begrudge any leader anything. Yeah. My point is that there are three people who are key in this story: mm. Gandhi. Nehru and Patel mm. right mm. and even around 30 years ago 25 or 30 years ago when Rajmohan Gandhi wrote his book on yes. Patel yes even then Rajmohan Gandhi writes in the very very first chapter that at the end of the day the modern indian nation state gives its praise dutifully towards Gandhi uh, you know uh, with with great exuberance yeah. towards towards jawaharlal nehru but is niggardly in giving praise towards patel and i found that out even 25 years later when i wrote my book 
anywhere between uh, ironically in 20 in between the 25 years nobody had bothered to write about patel you know can you imagine 25 years later when i wrote my book i realized nothing had changed the yeah. praise towards patel was still niggardly can i can i add a very controversial point to what you're saying maybe people will not please, agree please. with me um you know what has been also done was that you had a gandhi idea of india or something and you yeah. take the nehruvian legacy and try to fit it in gandhi's view of india but personally i felt patel was more gandhian than nehru ever was and his quote unquote admiration for gandhi and his gandhian ideals were subsided so that nehru could be fit inside that he is a true inheritor inheritor of bapu's no, legacy i think nehru the way he was deified was because a lot of this whole left Hmm. um establishment in india felt that he gave us liberal institutions he gave us liberalism that we swear by and patel wouldn't have My, this no, is putting it this is putting it as simply as possible and um uh, i i let him all come to that what do you think no i agree and you know his legacy i mean this is my point look uh, when indira gandhi essentially um, and i remember discussing this once with uh, meghnath desai you know essentially what happened was already nehru never wanted to give any credit i mean there is no doubt mm. if you read the story there is no doubt okay? yeah. i mean they never agreed and the end was quite bitter, bitter and yeah. there was no doubt that's why no bharat ratna was ever given to patel mm-hmm. but what became worse was when indira gandhi struck that devil's bargain so to speak with the communists that you know mm. you hand academia to us for your political support and we will give you political support mm-hmm. that the machinations within academia to take out patel and paint him as this right wing villain is is just like you know and and somebody who's quote unquote communal is such a vicious lie it is such an agenda driven vicious terrible lie that has been perpetuated again and again that it's a real tragedy mm-hmm. and just on that count even though i don't personally like huge statues and stuff i think we can build institutions which are far more important mm-hmm. but just because of that vicious attempt which has gone on for decades i support this patel statue okay so we were going to come to patel statue in the last part of the discussion or something but on a on a lighter note and god knows how many times i've disagreed with jawaharlal nehru uh, what you said you know how patel is de- de- like uh, the nonsense has been pa- painted about him if nehru was around probably he would have opposed to uh, labeling patel communal <laughs> i'm yeah. serious as much as i disagree with nehru i have no doubt in my mind because i think it, it's it's it, the left has uh, no but nehru did call patel communal no i'm saying he did he must have called but the way the left has vilified patel yeah. i don't I, think that it comes was... that comes entirely i don't agree with you that comes entirely from nehru and his writing no but and that's deep inside and um, i think comes nehru, across in the book as well no but i think nehru was a little jealous of sardar patel no doubt about that of course he was he yeah. was significantly I mean, jealous of sardar patel the power battle within the congress and yeah. two people who are inheritors to gandhi's legacy huh. only one can win only one yeah. can win. Yeah. So, 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 so no, that I, that is no doubt about that. Nehru wasn't jealous of, but I'm saying the grudge that that the left has built in the legacy of Nehru and Patel. I don't think that grudge existed fifty that that long ago. It's only it gone, is right now. It's yeah. gone worse. It's gone that's worse. that's my only point. Yeah, that yeah. it's gone worse. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, uh, any last point you want? Sorry. Today, huh? And I think today, before we go into the next, take a break before the next segment. I just want to say, you know. I think we need to come to an end to this sort of false labeling. Huh. I think 
to really celebrate Patel's legacy is to do the liberal thing. I have said again and again, I am, was and forever will be a liberal. And I think the only truly liberal thing today is to celebrate Patel's legacy and fight back against this hard left agenda. Mm. And no matter how many times they want to throw labels like right and this and that, it's false. Because mm. to truly be liberal today is to appreciate what Patel did. Mm. And, 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 and honestly, Hindol, it like... You and I give credit to you for going up against all odds and picking this topic. And like you said, it's it took almost two decades for you to come out with this. Um, and I was we were just joking about um, this before the podcast. Like one of the other mainstream things to come out was the movie Sardar, and it took two maverick people. One is H M Patel, who served in the Morarji Desai government and who was a Sardar loyalist to put his money up in this project and. Uh, the Paresh Rawal's great performance which elevated uh, and brought, brought even, it mainstream even though the movie uh, could have done yeah, a lot no, better of course yeah, but what I'm better, saying is at least some what, what I'm made. saying is people who have tried to write about Sardar make movies on Sardar have to swim against the flow yeah. and for a man who gave so much to India that should not have been the case okay. so okay. so thank you Hindol for that <laughs> in part 2 I think we're going to talk more about the contemporary um, uh, place where the Sardar holds and I also want to talk about few counterfactuals because that is so you start with the counterfactuals sure. I'll start with the counterfactuals yeah yeah okay so as I was talking about the counterfactuals this is something that I have always wanted to ask you know, since I um, are you going to you give know, a counterfactual no, 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 are, you, I, are you going to propagate a counterfactual no no I'm not going to propagate I'm <laughs> actually going to ask a counterfactual that another um, uh, so called historian has proposed uh, cricket Guha, historian yeah oh, cricket historian Ram Guha in one of his uh, speeches and I I don't remember exactly where that speech was given but it is all over the um, people can look at it no no okay before, before you give this I have to give a background see this was a speech after which and Sunanda almost never does this she called me enraged yeah. okay she's like Adit you watch this and you're going to be as angry as I am so, so in that he says that, you know, there is no point. I don't know why right-wingers are grudging this. Nehru, I mean, Patel himself never wanted to be the Prime Minister of India. Who said this? Sorry. Uh, uh, Ram Guha, Ramchandra Guha said Patel, nev- and uh, just wait for what comes after this. And I know uh-huh. I'm uh, paraphrasing this absolutely correctly. He said uh, Patel himself never wanted to be the Prime Minister of India because he right. knew his limitations vis-a-vis um, Nehru. And what were his limitations? His limitations uh-huh. were that he never understood foreign policy. And at that point, what? given yeah, yeah, yeah. At that point, given India's position, as in we had just become newly independent and we had to fight with um, I mean with the rising left and rising um, uh, communism and then there was America he could not deal with those conflicting ideologies, he did not know how to deal, how to wade in that and because Nehru knew therefore even uh, Patel wanted him to be the Prime Minister and before I let you come in I want to question this just based on one point. A man who wrote that letter about Tibet to Prime Minister yeah, exactly. um, uh, Nehru, 
is that letter from someone who is a novice in foreign policy no, no, or who does not understand international before affairs? Before Hindon comes in, let me give some context of Nehruvian foreign policy, right? He refused a permanent seat on the United Nations, uh, completely completely had a blinkered view about Pakistan doing excesses in Kashmir. Uh, his yeah. Chinese policy is well known. So, I mean, what the hell? So, what do you, how do you, uh, what do you have to say about this point that Patel yeah. did not understand international relations? Yeah. Well, I think... Uh, the response to this was already has already been given mm-hmm. in the book of a man who everybody knows very well, and I'm sure uh, the person who said this also knows him very well. In fact, does know him very well. <laughs> if you read Rajmohan Gandhi's book again, mm-hmm. written 25 years ago, Rajmohan Gandhi says in his book that the point when Gandhi turns to Nehru and says most of the provincial Congress committees have sent in and proposed the name of Patel as Congress president on the eve of independence, which means the person who becomes Congress president at that time will inevitably become prime minister. Mm -hmm. There is a very awkward and pregnant silence. Mm -hmm. Nehru doesn't say anything. Mm -hmm. Then Gandhi turns to Patel, who immediately says, sure, I will step back. Mm-hmm. And, and Rajmohan Gandhi himself says that that, in a sense, was a breaking point. And Sardar was really, really offended. Mm-hmm. There is no historical dispute about what happened at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, we can make any you know assumption and create any idea. I mean... Do you remember the Time magazine put three people on the cover, mm. okay, from time to time in that period? Gandhi, of course, Nehru, and who's the third person who got into the Time magazine Patel. cover? Sardar Patel. Yeah. Clearly evidence of a man who was unknown internationally and did not know, <laughs> you know, foreign relations and so on and so forth, isn't it? Yeah. And as Sunanda very pertinently pointed out, the two letters, which I mentioned in great detail yes. in my book, also, yes, you do, you do. Uh, that Patel wrote to Girija Shankar Bajpai and to Pandit Nehru just a few months before his death, mm-hmm. where he puts down point by point all the strategic challenges that India faces. Mm-hmm. Every single challenge has come through Northeast, Tibet, China, Pakistan. Mm-hmm. Every single challenge, the United Nations, has come true. Clearly, once again, and I say this, of course, because irony is not well understood on Twitter, certainly, and maybe not even in a podcast. <laughs> I say this with great irony. Clearly, that suggests that this man didn't understand foreign policy, you know. <laughs> So, so that is, yeah, I'm so glad you brought that out. I'm so glad you yeah. brought that out. Yeah. And Patel was very unwell towards the end. Um, yeah. From 1947 to 1950, he was very unwell. Yeah. And finally, he did pass away yeah. in 1950. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that did not slow him down. No, I mean, I make this point in my book. Yeah. See, the only real reason you could make and a strong reason of Patel not being prime minister is that he was genuinely unwell, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. But I mention in my book that that needs to be problematized, as we would say in research. That needs to be problematized because if this man is so unwell, how is he going around the whole country and bringing together this impossible... That is, that is exactly what I wanted to ask you because that came across so beautifully in your the, book. Yeah. That's not the habit of an ill man. No, no. 
because that came across so well in your book you know that because everywhere i had been reading that he was completely yeah. he was deathly sick that is the feeling we get no no he was quite ill i mean i and i see this in my book that he was quite ill but if you're going to say that because of his illness he was unqualified to take high position in government that's not correct as prime minister then how does this this adding up yeah i mean here is a man who's supposed to be so ill and infirm that he can't take up a position yeah. but the most problematic task of uniting india has been given to him yes like no how, yeah. does, that how does that work and and yeah. let's you know sometimes like the simple fact is was he the best man for the job at the point or not yeah and more people seem to suggest that he was than less Yeah, yeah. Right. At least the thirteen out of fourteen Congress committees that said yes yeah, seem to yeah, think so. Yeah. And I <laughs> have one last counterfactual to ask. Um, and we have to go to the statue because we are completely running yeah, out of time. Yeah, but I have to ask this: Would Please. Would Patel have uh, disagreed yeah. with Indira's position of abolishing the privy purses? Yeah, that's a tricky one, uh, Sunanda. I, I mean, I, I don't really have a hard answer for you there mm. because remember, a lot of the states actually uh, joined India on the personal promise of Patel. Right. You know, right. I don't think if anybody else would have given them an assurance, yeah. they would have bought it. Mm-hmm. They bought the assurance because it came directly from Sardar Patel. Patel. right so i don't really have a hard answer to that question mm-hmm. um it would i guess depend on the situation and how it was conveyed to them and yeah. what they be they were being offered Fair in enough. return and all Fair of enough. these things right yeah, yeah. because certainly sardar patel had some um you know some sympathy for mm-hmm. the fate of the princess yeah. right mm-hmm. uh though he had absolutely no sympathy for the idea that they should be independent yeah. mm-hmm. because obviously that made no sense mm-hmm. Fair uh, but But I don't have a hard answer on how you would have looked at okay. that. Mm. Okay, okay, fair and, enough. And who knows? Eventually, what might have happened. Yeah. But before we wrap this up, uh, Hindol, your yeah. idea for the your uh, idea about the Statue of Unity and why you yeah. think uh, I have to tell you an instance. Okay, so yeah. uh, before we go into that, I was uh, was talking to a colleague about something, and then suddenly one day he comes up and he's like, uh, "Adit, uh, I didn't know India is building the tallest statue in the world. It's just opened yeah. up." I was like, "Yes, that's true." And he's like, "So yeah. where is it?" So I was like, "It's in my state, a uh, few hundred miles away from." where i've grown up my hometown amdabad yeah. and yeah. you can um, go get there in a few hours so he's like oh who yeah. is this about and i told him the man who united in he's like oh my god and it took you guys so long to build one and i was speechless and i was like yeah. because he's like this is almost close to what the lincoln memorial is in yeah. in united states the yeah, context might be point, different but know, it is and i'm glad you brought up the lincoln memorial yeah. because if you read my essay which i wrote for the telegraph um at the day the statue was being unveiled yeah. i made exactly the same argument that how long did it take america to start building tributes to lincoln i think the first one began only 3 years after his death yeah. and um and then they and that was thought to be inadequate so a much bigger much more elaborate uh, memorial to lincoln was built and you know people keep asking and i want to tackle this people keep asking would patel have liked that statue yes. maybe not maybe not but nations don't build i mean gandhi wouldn't have liked the fact that there are gandhi statues in 70 places in the world right mm-hmm. i don't think gandhi would have liked it the buddha wouldn't have liked that a huge buddha statue has come up in fact who knows if the buddha might have not liked the fact that there's a buddhism buddhism also, exactly right? yeah exactly so i these things are not i mean you this argument is really flawed i don't know whether lincoln would have liked the lincoln memorial mm. knowing or having read lincoln's history maybe not yeah. but america needed a lincoln memorial if right. you know what i mean right that is such a beautiful point yeah yeah 
Yeah. It is not being done for Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, we have we have built the Sadar statue not for Sadar Patel to like or dislike, yeah. but because India needs to remember him. That Absolutely. is such a beautiful point. No, and, 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 and then, you know, when you talk about trivial debates, do people ask that would Rajiv Gandhi like to have uh, uh, like been remembered for a cable bridge that was named after him in Bombay? Yeah. I mean, ceiling. What are we talking about, right? Yeah. And, and then, and, and then the, 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 I mean, the bottom line is, can you get tourists to that place and stuff? And I think there is potential for that. And, yeah. and there is happening. It is happening. People are going to see this thing. Yeah. And, um, and it's important that make people... Such a, you know, economic calculation for things like this. You know, yeah. certain things you will have to do because the nation needs certain, yes. you know, um, ideas to be presented before it in certain ways. Yeah. Now, you can keep debating whether, you know, that was absolutely right or wrong and so on and so forth. But that we needed to do. And I always say whether now somebody can come and say, well, I have a much better idea than a statue and actually it should have been the great whatever hall and this, that and the other, whatever. Mm, yeah. And that we can debate till the end of time. There's yeah. no end to that debate. Many people may, may come and say, I have a better idea. Mm. The fact is that at this moment, the the people who are in charge of India thought this was the best tribute. My mm. argument is a tribute to Patel, a very visible tribute to Patel was very necessary. And this government thought this was the best way, right? Yeah. Now, we can keep arguing whether it was the absolutely right way or not till kingdom come. But there is no dispute in my mind that a visible tribute to Patel was necessary. Uh, yeah. that's, that's, that's a great thought on which we'll wrap up. I think the, the sum of this is but India needs Patel more than ever before than Patel ever needed India when mm-hmm. he was around. Yes. And and what more can be you know uh, what what I mean this was this this was a tribute that in, I mean Patel long deserved from yes, India. Yes, absolutely. So, thank and you. I think I think Hindol's book is a tribute that Patel long deserved. Absolutely. Yes. And absolutely. I highly recommend the book uh, uh, book to our uh, listeners. listeners. The book is called um, The Man Who Saved India, Sardar Patel and His Idea of India. I, I have the book in front of me in my hands right now. It's a beautiful book and I, uh, I just absolutely, absolutely enjoyed reading this. Thank you. And thank you uh, I much. would recommend this very highly. And absolutely. this is my recommendation for today. I'm not going to give any other No, I think for all of us. It's for all just... of us, this is our recommendation for today. We highly recommend it. And um, we also recommend you read everything that, you know, um, Hindol writes. He is a prolific columnist and he's a prolific essayist. I read everything that he writes because it just opens up my, uh, you know, my mind so much to the possibilities that can be so do read this we are you guys are doing and congratulations and my my great um you know um i'm grateful for all the work that you all do untiringly thank you uh you know without any i mean obviously without any monetary gain nothing i mean it's quite incredible thank you very much thank Thank you so much indol we'll be back we'll i mean you know we'll have you shortly we love having you on mind podcast so maybe the next time we're going to have you on a purely political weekly podcast where we just talk about the sure the the things we actually (laughs) like indol and we never say that publicly (laughs) (laughs) so sounds good thank you so much joining us and for everyone else please uh, follow us on twitter like us on facebook we'll be back with our weekly podcast this sunday till then it's goodbye (laughs) thank you